Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Tuesday, November the 1st, 2022. It is currently 7.55 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And before I do anything else, I know this is not professional, I have to fix the microphone, all right? As soon as I, as soon as I got ready to go live, the microphone, well, it, it kind of just dropped down. So I think I've got it situated now. I apologize. So let's do that again. Good evening. Welcome, everyone. I'm coming. Well, let me just do this. Let's do, the, let's do the whole thing the right way. You ready? Good evening. Welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday, November the 1st, 2022. It is currently 7.55 p.m. Central Time. I'm still coming to you live from the Theology Central studio, and I'm still located right here in Abilene, Texas, or the studio is still located right here in Abilene, Texas, and I'm obviously in the studio, so I'm located here in Abilene, Texas. Yeah, wow. Wasn't that complicated? Aren't you glad you listened to all of that? Are you glad? Are you glad? No, you you probably are not glad, but I do want to talk to you about listening, I do want to talk to you about listening and not listening to me, not listening to podcast. I want to talk to you about you, about your listening to the word of God. How well do you listen to the word of God? I mean, come on, be honest. If you were just, this would be, this would be an interesting test. If you were to judge, if you were to rate your listening skills when it comes to people, how well do you think you would do? You're a good listener, average listener, horrible listener. Where where do you think you fit in there? Good, kind of in the middle, horrible. And when it comes to listening to God's word, a great listener, kind of in the middle, or a really, 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 really bad listener. Now, now, I think for most Christians, I think we all want to believe that we're great listeners to the Word of God. I think we want to believe we really listen. We really do. But I don't know. I, I think we, we could talk about the dis, the difference between hearing and listening. I think a lot of Christians hear the Word of God but do we really listen to the word of God? I, I think that that would, I think that that's a, a, a fair distinction to be made. Hearing versus listening or listening versus hearing. However, you would like to draw that distinction. Do you really, really, really listen? Do you really, really listen? I know you hear you. Sometimes you've had probably someone tell you this. I know you hear me, but I don't know if you are listening or, or I know you're listening, but do you really hear me? I, I've, I've heard people say it different ways, depending on what they want to how they want to stress it, but do we really listen to the Word of God in any meaningful way? I mean, you just think about all the sermons that are preached, all the Bible studies that are done. I, I, I think there's a lot of words that are spoken, and I think we hear the words. But are we really listening? Are we really listening? Let's do this. Let's do this. I know. You're like, wait a minute. You're not, you're not even getting to the topic yet. That's okay. That's okay. Let's look up. I, I, I didn't even think about doing this, but hey, impromptu, we're going to just do this. Let's, before we do anything else, let's establish a good definition of listening and hearing. 
But let's do that. Listening and hearing. Let's look up both words. Again, this was this is not what I intended to do right here, but that's okay. Let's 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 look up the definition of each word. Let's look up the word listening. All right. Definition. Listening. Give one's attention to a sound. All right. Take notice of an act on what so, uh, take notice of and act on what someone says. Respond to advice or request. All right. I want you to hear that. Take notice of and act on what someone says. All right. Give one's attention to a sound. Um, if we go to Merriam Webster for listen, to pay attention to sound. To hear something with thoughtful attention, give consideration, to be alert, to catch an expected sound. See, listening is where you're really giving attention to, to pay attention to a sound. You're not just hearing it, you're paying attention to it. You hear something with thoughtful attention. You give consideration to be alert, to catch an expected sound. You're alert, you're paying attention you're giving thought to it. You're giving consideration to it. So if you are a good listener to someone or a good listener to God's word, you're paying attention to it. You're giving thoughtful attention to it. You're giving consideration to it. You are alert to what it is saying. Now, let's look up the definition of hearing. Of hearing. Hearing, okay, it's, it's, uh, I need to look up, type in the word definition. The facility or the faculty of perceiving sounds, the faculty of perceiving sounds, all right? Um, uh, uh, hearing, uh, the process, function, or power of perceiving sound. So it's just your, it's the process, function, and power of perceiving sound. You're just perceiving sound. You're just hearing sound. You notice sound. You're like, oh, there's a sound. There's a sound. We're listening. You are giving attention to. You're giving consideration to. You are alert to it. You're paying attention to it. You, you're, gonna, you're going to respond to it. You may act upon it. So there's a difference between being a hearer and being a listener. There, this is just true dealing with people. A lot of times you are just hearing people, but you're not listening to them. You know that, I know that. There's a lot of times people sit in church, they hear a sermon, they don't listen to a sermon. There's lots of times people participate in Bible study and they hear words, but they don't listen to the words. There's a lot of people who listen to a Christian podcast, they hear the words, they don't listen to the words. There's a lot of Christians who when it comes to God's word, they hear it, they don't listen to it. We've got to move from being hearers of the word to listeners of the word, right? We've got to be listeners. I know we always refer to James being a hearer, a hearer of the word versus a doer of the word. Before, I think, I think, I think really there's another step there. We have to move from a hearer to listener, then from listener to doer, but you're never going to be a doer if you're not listening. If you're just a hearer, I think you have to listen before you can do. You've got to give attention to it. You've got to give consideration to it. You've got to pay attention to it. You've got to be alert to it. Uh, 
So, so in a roundabout way, I'm, I'm glad I messed everything up at the beginning because it got me thinking about listening and, or, and you don't even want to hear that. You don't even want to listen to that. And then, well, that, that kind of gets me to where we really want to go. The difference between listening and hearing. Are you a listener of the word of God? Now, the reason I'm bringing all of that up is because this week, the Bible study exercise is Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8. And Nehemiah chapter 8 is about people listening to the word of God. Or at least that's the way everyone perceives that they are actually listening. They're not just hearing. They are listening. They are giving their full attention to. They're giving consideration to. They're not just simply hearers of it. That is what you're supposed to be studying this week. Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8. And so I'm going to give you homework. I'm going to give you some things to do. I'm going to tell you to look at the curriculum. I know it's Tuesday. I've already, I introduced this, I believe, yesterday at the end of our Second Timothy 3 study. So I, I kind of have already given you a, a I, I can't say a head start, uh, but I, I kind of gave you at least a start. Maybe it was Sunday when I, when I uh, did that. But either way, yeah, I, you, you should have already known that you're supposed to be working on Nehemiah chapter 8. If you're not, if you're behind, that's okay. Start working on Nehemiah chapter 8 as soon as possible. But I really, what I really want you to focus on, right, is the listening versus hearing. Listening versus hearing. I want you to know, are you really a listener to the word of God? Now, Nehemiah chapter 8. Let's do a little reading in Nehemiah chapter 8, all right? Just to kind of get us started uh, in the chapter, and then while well, we can do a little bit more work on it, all right? Nehemiah chapter 8, everybody ready? Verse 1, all right? Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. I'm waiting for the notification to leave my screen. Okay, there we go. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street... That was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. Now, just, I want you to, I want you to listen to that, all right? I want you to listen carefully. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Israel the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. Verse 2, and Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding upon the first day of the seventh month. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before the men and the women and those that could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Now, if you're using the King James, I want you to notice the word attentive because you're going to see it's in italics. You're going to see that it's in italics. I think in every a uh, copy I have of the King James. Okay, I'm going to look here. That's verse three. Yeah, attentive. It's it's in a, it's, it's it's in italics. And and if you look at that, that's going to tell you something. That the word attentive is not in the original. I just I need you to know that if you look it up in the interlinear, you're not going to find any information because the word is not it's not 
It's not in the, it's not in, we'll put it this way. I can't say it's not in every manuscript, but it definitely is not in the manuscripts used by the King James. Definitely not there. That, that, that's a fact. All right. Most, most uh, commentaries will tell you the word attentive. They didn't really have a word in Hebrew for it. So it's not really there. The translators added that to kind of give you the idea of what's going on. Now, I, I would prefer that it was actually there, right? I don't like that the translators added it. Because it seems to me that they're, they're, they're kind of giving us a sense of what was going on. I would rather the text tell us. But the idea that the people are attentive, I think there's some things that could demonstrate that and prove that. I, because there's a part of me who, who I would love to just to turn on the microphone and go, are you attentive to the word of God? Right. And look, these people were attentive, but I've got to be honest with that. That word's not really there. We'll look at some of the commentaries about it, but, um, ah, I wish the word was there. I really do. I wish the word was there. I wish the word, but it shows up either in uh, almost all the English translations. If they don't use the word attentive, they add, they kind of place a phrase there that gives that idea that the people were good listeners. They were attentive. All right. So we'll talk about that more. So just, just pay close attention to that. All right. So he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before the men and the women and those that could understand and the ears of all the people who were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood, which they had made for the purpose and beside him stood. Now there's a lot of names here, right? A lot of names. I'll try to say them slowly. Mattathiah. Shema, Anaiah, Urijah, Hilkiah, Masaiah on his right hand, and on his left hand was Padiah, Mishael, Malchiah, Hashem, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshalam. Right? And if you'll, you'll, some of those names, I think Masaiah, I believe in some translations, they add, there's they uh they add, there's like a J there and it's it's completely uh different or it may have been Mal, Mal, uh, Malkaya I think some have Malkaya Malkaja I think some place a J there I was noting some of the translations so but uh, I'm I'm reading it from the KJV on the Blue Letter Bible app so let's go through these again Mattathiah Shema Anaiah Urijah and uh, Anaiah I want to say. I, and I, I don't know what I want to add a J there as well. Anaiah, Urijah, Hilkiah, Masaiah on the right hand and on the left hand, Pedaiah, Mishael, Malkiah, Hashem, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshalam. All right. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Now, let's stop right here. Oh, there's so much we can do here. There's so much we can do, right? But I want to return to kind of what I started in the opening. Are you a hearer of God's word or a listener to God's word? Which is it? And I want to go to the curriculum to really get us thinking about this concept of listening to God's word, because they bring up some interesting points here, all right? For most of us, listening is our most frequently used communication skill. Listening is an important part of communication. One study points out that upwards of 70 to 80% of our time 
can be consumed with some type of communication. And 45% of that time involves listening. Now, I, I would argue a little bit here. I think 70 to 80% of our time can be consumed with some type of communication, but I think 45% of that time involves hearing. I don't know how much it actually involves listening. I don't think anyone listens to anyone anymore, right? I, you watch social media. Is anyone actually listening to other people? They hear them and then they speak, then they just kind of just ignore what was said. I, do we, are we, do we really, I wonder how much time is actually given to, to actual listening. I wonder, I wonder how much time in a, in a 24 hour day, do you really give to listening? Not to hearing, I want to 100% make that distinction. There is a difference between hearing and listening. So I wonder how much of our time is actually given to listening or to hearing. I think the majority of time is, is to hearing and not to listening. I'm going to stand by that. I don't know if I have a statistical study that I can find. I just don't think people, and, and I don't think people are typically good listeners. And I think part, a part of the reason, now you, you may disagree with this, I think the sinful nature makes us horrible listeners because the sinful nature, its essence, the essence of sin, what do I always say? What's the definition of sin? Well, the, the definition of sin is I, right? The sin is all about the exaltation of the I, of the self. Sin is self, sinful, the sinful nature is self-focused, self-interest, self-determined. It's about self, 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 self. And when self dominates, self doesn't listen, it hears. I think, I think the sinful nature makes us a bad listener. That's why if you think about it, the, if, if we kind of follow what, what kind of the path of what we're supposed to be living out as a Christian, we're supposed to die to self and deny self and not follow self. Well, if you're dead to self and deny self, then I think you listen. Hearing, hearing, you only hear the sound so that you can then share your thought, your opinion, your perspective. Listening means you're, you're, you're silencing self. You're t- telling self to be quiet and you're, and you're now focused on the other person and now you focused on what they have to say. I think, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to that. That says, that means on any given day, we absorb an abundance of words. We listen to the opinions of our friends. I think we hear the opinions of our friends and we hear the opinions of our family. Perhaps we take in the views of your favorite television, radio talk show, podcast, audio books. I think we hear lots of things. Again, I don't know how much we actually listen, but, but, and, and this, in the curriculum, they're just, they are not drawing a distinction between listening and hearing because then they turn around and say, but what are we really hearing? And amid all our listening, God desires that we do more than hear a collection of nouns and verbs. We also are to hear and internalize his word. And just as we might intentionally record a favorite television show or subscribe to a particular podcast, God wants us to regularly and purposely hear the words, the word of God faithfully taught. All right, I'm going to stress again the difference between listening and hearing. I think the majority of what we do is hear we don't listen. So we have to move ourselves 
from hearers to listeners. And we've got to acknowledge the difference there. I, I, I've I said it so many times. I, I'll just, I'll, I think this is an important question. All right, I think this is an important question. Sometimes uh, church members may get upset when a pastor gripes about this or a pastor points this out. They may feel like they're being picked on and they may get irritated. But I think it's fair to say this. If you, let's, before we even use it in a church context, let's just use it in a normal context. You spend an hour talking to someone. You're communicating things that you think are important. You're communicating things that you think are essential right? You communicate that, let's say, 11 a.m. on a Sunday. You sit down, maybe at a coffee shop, you sit down in the kitchen table, and you talk to that person for an hour, sharing your heart. And let's say 6 p.m. rolls around that same Sunday. So that was 11 a.m. Now it's 6 p.m., right? So just not that long after. And then you're like, you see that person again, and you you mention something about what was said, or you say, well, what did you think about whatever? And they look at you like they have no idea what you're talking about. They don't even remember the conversation. They've already forgotten your main points. They've already forgotten what you have shared. I don't know about you. I believe every individual who that would happen to would be upset, would be mad, would be irritated, would be hurt, and would probably say there's no use in wasting my time communicating with that person ever again. What's the point of talking to them? They didn't even listen to me. They heard me. They didn't even, I'm not even going to waste my time. I would rather talk to my dog. I'd rather talk to someone else because they don't listen, right? Well, (laughs) That happens in churches all across the United States of America. The pastor stands behind a pulpit preaching the word of God, right? And all the studies demonstrate it. And I've seen it in my own life as a pastor. You're there 11, you know, 11 a.m. You start 11.15, 11.20. You finish 12.15, 12.20. You've given an hour of your time after all of your study, all of your thoughts. And then 6 p.m. comes around and you simply try to do a quick review of what you said that morning, that afternoon, and nobody remembers. Or they barely remember. Or they have no idea. Well, they did. They heard. They didn't listen. And if they sat in church for an hour and only heard and didn't listen, then the pastor wasted his time and the people wasted their time. How do we get past that? There's all these studies that what's preached on a Sunday morning, about 50% of it is forgotten by Sunday evening. And by Wednesday, the people have already forgotten about 90%. It's gone. It's just gone. By the next Sunday, it's almost at 100%. No one remembers anything. No one remember if they don't have something written in notes, and most likely they've not even reviewed their notes, but they may look at their notes so they can answer some review questions. They, if you say, nobody open your notes, what do you remember? It would be frightening what you would see. The studies are absolutely dead on about this. No one remember. So if no one remembers, then that means Christians at large don't listen. They hear, and if that happened to you in your personal life, you would be offended, you would be hurt, and you would be angry. But in the church, I guess you're just supposed to accept that. Mm, I don't think so, because that means no one's, because guess what? It's not disrespect to the pastor. It's disrespect to the word of God. Now I got quiet. Because now it just got personal and people just felt like their toes got stepped on. But I just think sometimes we're not very good listeners. 
I want you to really think about that. All right, so here is your assignment. So are you ready? Here is your assignments for this week in Nehemiah chapter 8. Oh, we've got some good things to talk about. We've got some good things to talk about here. All right, here we go. Let's go back. I'm going to go back to the Blue Letter Bible app. All right, first thing you need to do, first thing, just obviously start reading Nehemiah chapter 8. I don't need to tell you that. So just start reading Nehemiah chapter 8 over and over and over and over. The first thing is just do a quick background study of Nehemiah chapter 8. You can use a Bible dictionary, Bible encyclopedia, study Bible. Just make sure you can tell me the basic, th- what's the basic things going on in Nehemiah, right? The basic things. Who? Who is it written to? When was it written? Why was it written? What is going on? What is its context? Kind of the just those basic questions questions, right? Get those basic things down, basic background. So if someone says the book of Nehemiah, you can say, okay, it was written here. It was written at this time. It was written to these people. Here was the purpose. Here was what was going on. And you just have a basic understanding. You don't need to write anything out. You, you can you can write a, a summary paragraph if you would like. Just, just make sure you know the basic background of Nehemiah. That's where when you start, as you're reading Nehemiah 8, you read it in the context of that background information because you always need background information before you can interpret anything in a book. Without the background information, you typically do horrible things to the text. All right? That's simple. All right? Now, that's that's number one. All the people, so I'm going to read Nehemiah chapter 8, verse, verse 1, and all the people gathered themselves together as one man in the street that was before the water gate. Next, so, so number one, background. Number two, I want you to find all the gates that are mentioned in the book of Nehemiah. I want you to make a list of all the gates. Water gate, sheep gate, all the gates. I want you to make a list of all the gates, and then you'll need a Bible dictionary. Look up each gate and just kind of get a bit, just write down a basic description of what the gate was used for. Basic, basic thing. Water gate. What was, obviously it has something to do with water, right? Sheep gate. Obviously you think it would have something to do with sheep, right? The, just name all the gates and what they were basically used for. That simple should not take you long, right? Find all the gates, just make a list, boom. Look up each gate. What is it used for? What is it used for? What is it used for? Make sure you write down the reference. Make sure you write down the reference in Nehemiah where the gate is mentioned, all right? Just do this. Because early on, before I'd become a pastor, when I was in my first Bible Institute, I preached a sermon about the gates in Nehemiah. I, I now I think I may be embarrassed by that, but we may return to that sermon. I remember the sermon. I don't have the notes, but I remember the sermon because I, I, I well, I, we won't get into maybe a hermeneutical mistake I made in that sermon, okay? It still haunts me to this day, all right? Or maybe I didn't make a mistake. Maybe we'll have to test it in our, in our kind of our, our study we're doing on Nehemiah, all right? So background and then name all the gates. Name all the gates. I think that's good. I, I think that's really good. All right. Okay. Uh, what other thing do I want you to do? All right. Um, here's what I want you to do. All right. Let me keep reading. All the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. So number one, background. Number two, I want you to name all the gates. Find all the gates. Number three, I want you to look carefully at Nehemiah 8.1 and who requested that the word of God be brought to, be brought out and read. Who requested for the reading of God's word? 
Who is the one requesting that the word of God be brought out and read? Who's the one doing the requesting? That's a simple question. I just want you to, who is the, who, who, is it, is it the priest? Is it the scribe? Who, who is saying, hey, bring out the word of God and read it? Who is the one doing that? Okay. I, I, I'm not going to say anything else about that. All right. Um, verse three, he read therein before the street that was before the water gate. There's the water gate. From morning until midday. Next thing I want you to determine is about how many hours was that? Look up all the commentaries, study Bibles, about how many hours was the word of God read? About how many hours? Morning till midday. About how many hours? How many hours do you think that was? How many hours? Okay. Before the men and the women and, and those that could under, uh, and those that could understand and the ears of, uh, let me read this. He read this morning until midday before the men and women and those that could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. Attentive unto the book of the law. I want you to look up all the commentaries that mention the word attentive. I'll just give you an example, right? I'll give you an example. If you go to biblehub.com. First commentary, all right, uh, or second commentary. Um, the ears of all the people were attentive. Though there is no word in the Hebrew for attentive, yet the meaning is quite correctly given. The ears of all the people were to the book, fixed on that and on nothing else. I want you to look up, uh, there's a couple of things. For the word attentive, do this. First, look up all the English translations. You can do that at biblehub.com and just see how they take to handle the word attentive. Write down like NIV uses this phrase. The ESV uses this phrase or how many uses the actual word attentive. Then look at all the commentaries and what they say about attentive. I want you to really focus on the fact that the people, is, 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 it, is, it, is it correctly to understand that the people, I mean, the text itself says the word attentive not, may not be there. But the text seems to clearly say that they, uh, let me read it in verse three, and the ears of all the people, all the ears of the people, the, 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 the word attentive not may be there, but that means the ears of the people were given to the word of God. The ears of the people were given to it, to the reading. They were given, the ears were focused on it. In other words, they were doing more than hearing, they were listening. That seems to be the implication. But look up everything you can about the, all the commentaries and what they have to say about attentive, all the ones. Does any commentary say just no, just the entire idea doesn't even exist? How do they use it and what do the other English translations do? So let's go through this again. Number one, background, just basic, basic background in Nehemiah, basic background, all right? Second, all the gates mentioned in Nehemiah, I want you to list the gates and the reference and just look them up and just a basic, basic thing about what what they do in these gates, just the basic things. What were these gates used for? Next, who asked for the book to be brought out and read? Who was the one requesting it? Who was the one requesting it? All right. Next, the word attentive. I want you to look, I want you to look up all the English translations. How do they translate the phrase? And what do the commentaries say about the word attentive? All right. Background, gates, who requests the word and the word attentive? 
And then this is just really on your own. I mean, you can write something out. I just want you to kind of just consider yourself. Are you a listener or a hearer of God's word? Do you really listen? Well, we'll talk more about it. Do you really listen? Do you really listen? I would ask you just to stop what you're doing right now. It's Tuesday. Just stop what you're doing and just, could you write out right now what the sermon was about on Sunday? Could you, could you write an outline? Could you get, do you remember the text? Do you remember the points? Do you remember the thesis of the sermon? Could, could you remember? If you cannot, if you cannot, you didn't listen. I've been guilty of it a million times. Sometimes during a day, I'll listen to lots of sermons and then I'll get to the end of the day and I'll be like, okay, all right. I'll stop and say, okay, what were the sermons I heard? What were the basic theses and what was the passage? Go. And sometimes I'll be like, oh no. I listened to like six sermons today and I don't think I remember half of them. That means I didn't listen. I heard them. I didn't listen. I didn't listen. So what was the value in it? I could have been, I could have just been listening to anything. I could have been listening, watching a TV show. It would have been just as much as valuable. We don't have a hearing of God's, it's the problem. And the church is not a hearing of the word of the Lord. It is a listening to the word of the Lord. We don't give our attention to it. You could argue that we have short attention span. You can make a million, I'm talking, everyone's got an excuse. They, everyone's always got an excuse. Everyone's always got an excuse. There's no excuse. I didn't listen. When, when, you get, when you get called out, when someone has shared something with you and you don't remember it, now, yes, I know you can forget. I know that we can forget. But in many cases, look, the thing is, you just have to look at the person saying, obviously, I didn't listen to you. Obviously, I didn't listen to you. I heard you, but I didn't listen to you. Now, I understand we can forget, so we, we, we got we to gotta always show a little bit of mercy and grace when people don't remember. You can't get hurt and go, you never listened to me. But I'm just saying that there's a little bit of truth. Hey, <laughs> you didn't listen. You heard me. And I think uh, there's plenty of studies that show Christians are not listening to sermons. They're hearing them. Nehemiah 8, you got the people there. So let's go through your assignments one more time. Make sure I didn't miss one. I don't think I missed one. I had, I, had, I had them written down, but I'm not looking at my notes. So I'm trying to see if I remember, right? Background, that's good. Gates, so just a brief background. Just If you want to write a little paragraph, just summarize basically what the book is about, who, what, where, when, how, all those things, right? The gates, list all the gates, the references where they're mentioned, and just a short, 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 short description of what the gate was used for. Who asked for the book to be brought out and read? Who asked for that? And then the word attentive. How is it used in all the other English translations? Right? How is it used? And uh, what do the commentaries have to say about it? All right? And then I just want you to just spend some time thinking about, are you a listener or a hearer? I don't, I don't even want you right now trying to figure out how to be different. Oh, I know what I was going to do. I was going to give you one more uh, homework assignment. I'll give that to you later. The next one is just a fun one. It's not, it's not going to be anything big. But there you go. There's your homework.
Remember, Bible study exercise, the goal is for me not to do all the teaching. The goal is for me to guide you. The Bible study exercise is kind of a guided Bible study where I, I point you, oh, please look at the curriculum. And if you're if you're new and you say, I don't have access to the curriculum, yes, you do, just email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Say, I want access to the curriculum. I send you a link. Boom, you're in. You may want to email me back and say, hey, I, I went to the link because I, I do have to assign the curriculum to your account once you uh, log in. It's free. We don't charge. And you don't get a monthly, even though we pay money each month. We're paying, what, $50 a month now for the curriculum? I think $50 a month. Um, we don't... Um, I don't uh, send you an email asking you for money. It's free, all right? If anybody wants to contribute to it, great. You can uh, Church One app. You, there's a donate tab. Uh, Sermons 2.0, if you look up Theology Central, you can find a donate tab. Or if you go to theologycentral.net, there's a give tab there as well. But we don't ask for anything. Uh, we, want to, we, want to, we want people to have access to the curriculum. But yeah, look at the curriculum. But I won't get... There was another assignment that I'm skipping I kept thinking I was forgetting it, but no, I was skipping it on purpose. All right. I always hate these episodes because I feel like I need to do more teaching. I feel like I need to do more teaching. I, I, I do, but that's these are designed on purpose to be the way they are. They're, they're designed on purpose to be the way they are. But I think we may talk a little bit more about the difference between listening and hearing. Just funny the way it all started off. Um I messed up the intro, and then next thing I'll, I started talking to you about listening. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to listen to that. And the next thing you know, well, we end up in this very – because the original plan was just to say, good evening, everyone. It's Tuesday, November the 1st. I'm coming to you live from the uh, from the Theology Central studio. All right. Hey, Bible study exercise this week is Nehemiah chapter 8. Let's start by reading ne- – I was just going to read Nehemiah chapter 8. I w- that's all I was going – I was just going to read Nehemiah chapter 8 and then say, here's your homework. I really wasn't going to do much teaching at all. Um, but then I started doing a little bit of kind of a preaching teaching, and now I'm like, ah, now I want to keep going. And the reason I was just going to get right to the text and read it is because I was worried about saying Mattathiah, uh, Shema, Anaiah, Urijah, Hilkiah, Masiah, uh, Pedaiah, uh, Mishael, uh, Malchiah, Hashem, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshalom. I was worried about saying all of those names. And then, and then I realized that in verse 7, there's a bunch of other names there as well. I, I was worried about the names. I'm like, I'm going to get, I, 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 I know that I, I've looked at the names. Now let's just get right there and read them. Okay. But, um, yeah, so that's, yeah, see, behind the scenes. I was just going to get right to it. And then I messed myself up because we start talking about hearing and listening. And then, and then I'm like, wait, there's a difference between hearing and listening. And I know the curriculum just merges the, the two. I, w- I was going to uh, read from the curriculum, but then I'm glad that I kind of got, I, I distracted myself and got to using that phrase. Well, do you listen? Do you hear? Do you hear? Do you listen? And so that it made me look them up because if you look at the curriculum, they use listening and hearing interchangeably. Like, do you listen to God's words? Do you hear God's word? They use them almost interchangeably, but I think they're completely different concepts. Listening and hearing is not the same thing. They're not the same thing. They are different. I'm going to stand by that. I think even the definition proves that. Hearing, you just hear the sound. 
You're just aware of the sound. You have the faculty to hear the sound. You have the fa- listening is I'm giving attention to the sound. That's how come some people l- hear music and some people listen to me. As a music lover, drives me crazy when when uh, uh, someone will say something about a song. And I'm like they did, they did not listen to that. They hear it. They didn't listen to it. They missed. And the, look, listen to what that guitar was doing at the one minute mark. Do you hear what the percussion was doing? Do you hear that sound? Do you hear? Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. It's like a lot of people when it comes to movies, they, they, they don't really, they don't, in a sense, they don't really listen to them. They just hear it. They just, they're just kind of giving, they're not even paying attention and they miss all of the meaning and the symbolism and, and oh, that drives me crazy. Why, why, why? People do that with books. Oh, it was a good book. It was a good story. Well, what about this and this? And did you did you actually read it? What were you doing? You saw words on a page. Did you? Okay, never mind. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to stop. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Nehemiah chapter 8. That is your Bible study exercise. Let's make it a good week of study. Come on, let's get the most out of this. Let's get the most. There's a lot of fun stuff here. Let's, let's, let's get the most out of this, right? Let's not waste this opportunity. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great week. Enjoy Nehemiah chapter eight. Email me with questions, struggles, difficulties, thoughts, complaints. And we will turn, I'll turn the microphone on as much as need to, to get us through another week of Bible study. Hey, let's end 2022 strong, right? We just got, I mean, we're, it's, it's almost over. 2022 is almost over. Can, can you go, can you use November and December to end the year with some good weeks of Bible study? Because you know, you know what's going to happen. You're going to have, you got Thanksgiving coming up and then you've got the holidays. And, and once you get to, to Christmas and all of that, most likely you're not going to have time to even spend time in meaningful Bible study, which is always crazy that sometimes Christmas gets in the way of us spending time <laughs> focusing on Christ. And it, hey, Christmas, it's about Jesus. And then everything gets in the way of actually that. It, isn't that the most bizarre thing? Okay, but that's a whole different sermon. Uh, but so let's do what you can with the what, what, before you've got family and planning and this activity and this activity. Let's make the most of what you do have so that you can end the year, hopefully with some meaningful Bible study that you actually listen to. All right, thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. God bless.